Hello, I'd like to welcome you back to our uh, study on the fivefold ministry. This week we are tackling lesson four, and we're going to be studying the ministry of the prophet. Uh, quick recap over last week's lesson, which was the ministry of the apostle, or rather, an apostle. Um, we kind of talked about the great importance on uh, the way that we speak of these different offices and uh, to start training our minds to refer to an apostle or or a prophet rather than the apostle or the prophet. And the reason being that uh, Jesus Christ is the apostle and he is the prophet. Um, And and so anyone here on earth who holds this office uh, is only one of the others. Um, So we talked about uh, different qualifications we talked about the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Hopefully you've uh, taken a little bit of time to memorize those names. And we talked about uh, 10 of the Ascension Gift Apostles. I believe I believe that I mentioned their names anyways. Um, so hopefully you've taken something away from that. And um, to clarify, one of your classmates did ask a question, which was just a clarification question. I really appreciated it. Um, and, and so I'm going to go ahead and just clarify for everyone. Uh, the question was, just to clarify, there are apostles in today's local church, correct? And the answer is yes. Um, even though there are many churches that are not going to recognize the uh, ministry of, the, of, of an apostle uh, in, in today's local church, there are still people who are called to that ministry and they just perhaps don't know it. Um, it's, it's a unique ministry, and like we established last week, it's probably the most misunderstood ministry. So the answer is yes, there are modern-day apostles among us. Uh, it's our job, and, and as we get through the next four weeks of this class, we are going to learn how to recognize and receive all of these ministries and, and so it's going to become our job then to um, play a role in helping the local church recognize that this person is called to apostleship and, and what do we do with that. So let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer and then let's dig into the ministry of the prophet. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I give you praise for this time and I thank you, Lord, uh, for each person who's come together uh, to, to take the time and, and study this this realm of ministry, this, this um, course of the, of the different five ministries which you yourself appoint. Father, I thank you and I give you praise that each person uh, takes the time to study and, and to think on these things and to ask questions. I praise you, Lord, that uh, I, I can tell that hearts are being touched by what you are teaching through me. And I thank you, Lord, for using me as your vessel. I give you praise. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask your blessing upon each one of my brothers and sisters, that as they come together to hear this word, that these words may not fall on deaf ears, but Father, that you would teach them what you need them to know about the ministry of the prophet today. Lord God, that they would walk away with a greater and a stronger knowledge and be able to be one of the ones who steps up and assists in the recognition and implementation 
of the ministry of the prophet. So, Father, I thank you once more, give you praise, honor, and glory. It's in the name of Jesus. All God's children said, Amen and Amen. So to begin, uh, just like we have the past couple lessons, we're going to talk a little bit of Greek. And so we need to define the word prophet. We need to know where it came from and what does it mean. So in the Greek, uh, prophet comes from the word prophetiro, meaning to proclaim divine revelation. And uh, that's, that's a really good definition. That's a solid definition if you're asking me of a prophet. Uh, so hopefully, pro- uh, the ministry of a prophet is a little better understood. We hear a little bit more about modern prophets than we do um, modern apostles. We, we know that um, people still to this day talk about uh, the ministry of a prophet and, and how it affects us. We, we listen to um, you know, different outlets and, and we know that there are people who operate in the ministry of the prophet and they, they speak things um, which pertain to the here and now. And, and so they proclaim divine revelation. What God speaks into their spirit for them to speak is what comes out of their mouth. That's, that's how they operate. Um, so that's your definition. I want to touch once more uh, just on the importance factor of training our mindset to go from, um, you know, talking about the prophet versus a prophet. So the prophet it didn't come to your local church and deliver a word but a prophet came to your local church and delivered a word through the power of the prophet okay um and and we're going to talk i'm i'm kind of going to drill that into your minds we're going to talk about it with every one of these ministries the reason that it is so important and i was um i was new to this concept myself and i wanted to smack myself after I had um, actually put it together and I thought, self, how did you not realize that the prophet, that the apostle, that the evangelist, that the teacher, the pastor, how did you not realize that was Jesus? And and here I am flippantly um, saying the prophet or the apostle Paul and here... I'm hoping and praying that you're allowing that to absorb into your mind and into your heart so that you can change the way that you yourself uh, thinks on this. So um, maybe maybe even write, if you're taking notes on a note sheet right now, maybe even write down on your note sheet the prophet versus a prophet just so that you can kind of remind yourself whenever you're going back over things that there is a difference. The prophet was Jesus. A prophet is someone who was called now and is acting in the ministry of a prophet. Next topic here, um, we're going to kind of pick apart the different realms of prophecy and I really want you to take good notes on this. Um, there's three different areas of prophecy that we need to talk about. The first one is going to be the spirit of prophecy. 
The second one is going to be the gift of prophecy. And the third and final one is going to be the office of a prophet. Okay? Um, so let's start with the spirit of prophecy. So this, this is probably where most people are familiar with the ministry of a prophet. So in, in, in the church setting, worship is, you know, happening hot. Uh, you got the whole church with hands raised and, and heads bowed and people on their knees. People are praising God. People are just worshiping with all they have in them. And when the music begins to soften, someone speaks up and begins to prophesy. And they begin to prophesy the most beautiful word. And, and it captures your attention. And uh, at, at the end of the word, you've taken something away and you've said, Okay, the Lord has spoken through this person. And um, what what's important to know is that, you know, that might have come out of you know, Billy over in the corner and he doesn't really say much and, and you know, he works a blue-collar job or whatever. Uh, it, it could have come out of anybody in the church. But what's important here is to know that just because he or she spoke up and prophesied in that moment doesn't mean that he or she is called to the ministry of a prophet. Um, in, in this particular instance, this is where we're going to say the spirit of prophecy was present. And the Holy Spirit put an unction on that man or on that woman to prophesy. And so he or she was obedient and opened his or her mouth and began to speak as the spirit laid words on their tongue. All right, so that's the spirit of prophecy. Uh, and, and sometimes another way that the spirit of prophecy works is, um, y- you know, you'll be sitting, say you have uh, someone who was called to the ministry of a prophet who came into the local church and begins to prophesy over the, lo- the local church. And as, as, the, um, as this person who is called to the ministry of the prophet begins to prophesy, then there too, the spirit of prophecy is going to begin to fall on other people and um, as, as that spirit falls and, and begins to rest upon the people if that person who is um, functioning in the ministry of a prophet says take a moment and minister to one another you're going to find that the mantle or the spirit of prophecy which is upon you because it's so heavy in the room is going to cause you to begin to prophesy. So there again, it's that's different from the gift of prophecy. That's different from the office or the ministry of the prophet. That is the spirit of prophecy. That's a Holy Ghost unction to prophesy. And, 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 and that's going to be a, one of those things you know that you know that you know. And if you've heard that, you know what I'm talking about. But you know in your heart of hearts, you know deep in your spirit that, the, that God himself has told you to speak, and so you begin to speak out of obedience. That's the Holy Ghost unction to prophesy. Hallelujah. I'm going to get myself all fired up here. I love, I love, the, uh, 
I love the ministry of prophecy. Uh, Next piece here is the gift of prophecy. And what makes this different? Well, the gift of prophecy is a God-given ability to speak supernaturally as the Spirit gives utterance. And you say, well, what makes this different from the spirit of prophecy? Because it kind of sounds the same, right? There's there's still a Holy Ghost unction that's happening um, in, in what I'm now calling the gift of prophecy. But you see, the spirit of prophecy is going to come and then it's going to go. It's, it's not going to stick on you. Uh, the spirit of prophecy is going to fall on you in a moment and you're going to speak and you're going to prophesy. And as soon as you're finished prophesying, the spirit of prophecy is going to come back off of you and you're going to operate in whatever area God has called you to operate. Now, if you have the gift of prophecy, and then, then this is where that spirit of prophecy is always upon you. And, and no matter where you're at, you can be in the grocery store and God will give you that unction to speak supernaturally and, and proclaim divine revelation over someone as the Spirit gives utterance. It doesn't matter, you know, if, if you're in high praise or if you're in deep worship or if uh, there's a, a prophet of God standing in the front of the church building. If you are called and, and you're given the gift of prophecy, if you're, if you're operating in the gift of prophecy, it doesn't matter what's going on. You will hear God say, prophesy, and you will prophesy. All right, I, th- I think about... Um, in Ezekiel chapter 37 when uh, God says to Elijah prophesy to these bones and, and, and you think to yourself man he was, in a, he was in a valley of dry bones and certainly in a valley of dry bones he's not in deep worship he's not in high praise there's no other prophet at the other end of the valley that's prophesying but God said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And, and, and he begins to prophesy. And so I would say he's functioning there in the gift of prophecy. And he's, he's acting in obedience as the Holy Spirit gives unction to, to speak and to proclaim. Okay, uh, so hopefully you, you're able now to draw a little bit of a line. And if, you, if you're having some trouble uh, grasping clarity, I want you to pray about that. I really want you to um, seek God's own voice on that and seek God's revelation. If you need help seeking God's revelation on that, I will be glad to help you. Um, because I, I can only help you go so far in that. I can only teach so much uh, and and I have to entrust the rest to God Uh, so next is the office of the prophet and what is different about the office of the prophet rather than the spirit or the gift of prophecy is the office of a prophet is going to rest upon the person who is actually called to this distinct ministry and so uh, everywhere this person goes um, whether it's the local church or he's he or she is out evangelizing or um, you know no, no matter where this person is at 
um, if, if he or she is called to the ministry of a prophet, then this is the office of the prophet which this person is going to be functioning in because this is where God has called them. This is what God wants this person working in. God, at this time, doesn't necessarily need this person um, working in the office of the apostle or maybe not um, pastoring a church or, or teaching a flock, but rather is going to be used to prophesy wherever he or she is at. All right, that's the office. It's the distinct calling. So the gift is always present and you're listening. The spirit will come upon you. And then uh, once you've prophesied out of obedience, then you'll be back to quote unquote life as normal. But the office of a prophet, this is where you're actually called to this ministry this is where God wants you functioning. Okay? Um, so hopefully, there again, hopefully you're able to draw some lines. And like I said, if you're not able to, please pray over it. If you need help praying, if you need help um, discerning God's voice, let me know. I will help you. So next I want to talk to you a little bit about Old Testament prophets and New Testament prophets. Um... I think it's important for us to have an understanding of how prophets in the Old Testament differed from prophets in the New Testament. And actually, we'll take this one step further, and um, I'll even talk about modern-day prophets in this section as well. So, Old Testament prophets, they were used by God um, for guidance, to give people direction, and uh, they they had an inquiry in the mind, and and in the will of God, and and the Old Testament prophets were used to utter and write Scripture. All right, um, and and so you look at the Scripture that's all throughout the Old Testament, and um, I'm going to use Jeremiah as an example. Jeremiah, um, of course, wrote a a whole book, and and that was based off of the prophecies which God was laying on his heart, and and to to give you a um, well-known example, I'm going to be cheap and go for Jeremiah 29.11. God God spoke to Jeremiah, and and Jeremiah's prophecy is that God knows the plans that he has for you, for his creation, for his children. And, um, and, And so that was given to the prophet Jeremiah by God, and it was written down, and, and it became infallible scripture. Okay, that was that was the purpose of the prophets in the Old Testament was to hear from God, to understand, to seek, to know the mind and the will of God, and to put pen to paper and write scripture. All right, now the New Testament prophets, 
they were used to confirm what was already known and revealed about the will of God from the Old Testament. Okay? The, the New Testament prophets were never used, and that's a strong never, they were never used in the utterance of Scripture. All right? Um, that's, I, that's kind of a tough cookie to swallow for some people because you want to think that, well, it's, it's a prophet in the Bible. Certainly they wrote something in Scripture, but um, when we're talking it's infallible Scripture, we're talking it was, it was the Old Testament guys that, that wrote the infallible Scripture and, and revealed the mind and the will of God through prophecy for the, for the rest of them. And then, um, of course, the dividing line between Old and New Testament is 400 years of silence that was then broken by a baby's cry. And, and, and yes, there's prophecy that is written in the New Testament. Don't get me wrong there. And, and, and I, I guess I consider the book of Revelation and I see, you know, some end time prophecies. Don't, don't take it as, you know, John the Revelator wasn't used to write that. Of course, John the Revelator was used in that writing. But that every every piece of prophecy that is written in the New Testament confirms what is in the Old Testament. And I know that is a rather deep theological um, segment or piece of input, but truthfully, that, that's how we can cross-reference. Um, so whenever I write a sermon and, and I get ready for a Sunday, whenever I'm doing my Bible research, I'm going back and forth from Old Testament to New Testament, and I'm seeing how the scriptures line up, and I'm seeing, okay, um, here's the Old Testament that's talking about um, this, that, or the other thing, and where can I find the confirmation of that in the New Testament? And that's how you draw the two together. Um, it's, it's, you know, Old Testament so easily latches on to New Testament um, because the New Testament prophets were used to confirm what was already known. All right, that's, so that's the important thing as far as that goes. Now then, we take that one step further and we go into modern-day prophets and modern-day prophets have, well, sort of a harder job even than the New Testament prophets had because um, they, they have the Old Testament and the New Testament at, I mean, at their full exposure. And, and so a modern-day prophet relies on hearing God's voice, relies on the Holy Ghost unction to speak and to utter. And um, I guess it's more so those of us on the receiving end of the prophecy that have the harder job because the 
those of us rather that that receive the word of prophecy we have to go over the word of prophecy to make sure that it's a solid word of prophecy that it's not a false word of prophecy i believe i touched uh, just briefly last week on on the fact that uh, there are false ministries for every true ministry. Anything that God has, the devil can counterfeit. Okay? And and so um, we have to be cautious in this day and age when we hear a prophet speaking that we don't count what they're saying as infallible scripture, but rather we take it and we lay it down against the infallible scripture to test it. And so what I want to talk to you about here for this next little segment are seven different tests to run prophecy through to make sure that it is true prophecy. And if you're taking notes, I really, 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 I'm going to go through these somewhat slowly and methodically so that you are able um, to write them out and leave yourself room to actually expand on your notes as you as you continue to study um, throughout this week. Okay, so seven tests for prophecy. So you have a modern prophet come to your local church, and the modern prophet stands up and begins to minister. And you know, you can just hear the voice of the prophet, or rather the voice of a prophet, you know, with their deep billow, thus saith the Lord. And it just sounds so good, right? It just, you, just to hear it, it's like, yes, yeah, speak it, brother, come on. And, and it gets you revved up. And, and you know, a, a lot of people uh, will use a voice recorder or will um, quickly write down on pen and paper what what this modern prophet spoke and the reason it is so important to get that word recorded is so that you can run it through these seven tests the first test and and these aren't particular or in order but they're just the way that i wrote them out um, the first test i'm going to tell you to run them through is test the spirit and you might kind of scratch your head and say what does that even mean well to test the spirit you need to line it up you take the whole word of prophecy and you say all right um let's let's figure out if this is a spirit of truth or a spirit of error because see uh, if it's a false prophecy it's going to be truth after truth after truth and then a little white lie and then truth and then a little white lie. It's going to look real good, but there's going to be some little inconsistencies that just don't line up. But if it's a true prophecy, then then the spirit that you're getting is 100% Holy Spirit. There's no demonic spirit involved and it's going to line up 100% of the time with the Word of God. There is not going to be a single thing out of place. It's going to line up. It's going to be consistent. There's going to be no gaps, no holes. It looks good. And so then you're going to test the doctrine. All right. So we've tested the spirit and and we've said, where did this 
uh, prophecy come from. If it doesn't line up with the word, it's out. It didn't come from the Holy Ghost. It came from the counterfeit. And if it does line up with the word, we're in good shape. It came from the Holy Ghost. Now let's look at the doctrine. Does the doctrine match scripture? All right, compare it to, and and it kind of goes hand in hand with um, testing the spirit. But um, you know, look at the look at the scripture. Does it match? Does it line up? Next one, I'm going to tell you to watch, and and this one takes a little bit. This is probably the long term test, but watch for fulfillment. Does it come to pass? Okay, and and now. Make sure to hear me clear here. Sometimes it will take years for a prophecy to come to pass. Because um, I'll share with you a personal example. I was prophesied over as a little boy. And the prophecy that was spoken over me was that I had a servant's heart. And as, as a little boy... You know, that, that would manifest itself a little bit differently because I would, I would serve in the means of doing things for others. You need a glass of water? Let me get that for you. You want a snack? I'm in the kitchen. Let me get that for you. But now, you know, as an adult, that prophecy has manifested, I believe, uh, to, a, to a more um, full capacity in that the heart of the servant now is um, is is in me to the capacity of, of a minister. And uh, so I'll share a scripture with you just off the cuff from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It says this, For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. And, and so that word of prophecy lined up with Scripture, and it lined up with the doctrine of Scripture. We can say that it was uh, the, the spirit that it was spoken out of was the true spirit, the Holy Spirit. The doctrine lined up with Scripture. I have seen, um, ooh, oh, it's hard to say, but almost 20 years later, um, I've now seen the fulfillment, okay? Uh, so there's, there's the fulfillment test. And, and just like I said, I hope you caught that. I'll say it again, even though it kind of hurts. 20 years. It's been almost 20 years since that was spoken over me. And, and the fulfillment is still being seen. All right? And, and so next thing I want you to check is the fruit. Does it, does it um, produce fruit that, that shows holiness of living? That that's a, and that that's going to look a little bit different in every prophecy. But check the check the fruit of the prophecy, and and then you want to check um, what I'm going to call the worship test. Does the prophecy compel you to worship? Well, that that prophecy that was spoken over me it compels me to worship because I'm a servant of Christ and and I'm a friend of God and I, and so I. I serve in worship, and I, and I love to spend time in worship. 
Was worship produced or was worship snuffed out? If worship's produced, you're on the right track. But if worship is snuffed out, then we have a glitch in the prophecy. All right. Uh, The next one is, well, this one's going to sting a little bit. You have to test the prophet, not the prophet. Let me try that again. You have to test this prophet. All right, this prophet who just spoke the word of prophecy. You have you have to test the spirit when when this man or this woman finishes giving the word. And what you're testing for is covetousness. And and that's a fun word to say. But what does it mean? Is this word of prophecy spoken out of service to God? Or is this word of prophecy spoken to pad your wallet? And, and that's a hard, hard, hard one to do. Uh, because, of course, it is not for us to judge. But let me tell you this, that if, if a false prophet stands before you... And, and lets out these words of prophecy and they feel good in your spirit and, and everything's great and, and while they're prophesying they just so happen to say I need you to give me money oops we got a problem so watch that um, pray 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 Anytime that a prophet will come to minister in your local church, pray over them that the Holy Spirit will absolutely engulf them, that, that, that no devil will be able to twist their tongue, that no demon will be able to sidetrack them, all right? That, that their eyes will be fixed on Jesus and that they will speak only as the Holy Spirit gives utterance. And finally, this last test, test number seven, is you have to test, does, does, does the prophecy which is spoken minister to people? What do I mean by that? Is the, is the prophecy that's spoken exhorting you to love and to good works and and compelling you to repentance or is this prophecy which was spoken telling you you're doing fine don't worry about where you're at everything will everything will be all right um, don't don't worry that you're living in sin don't don't worry that that uh, you you struggle with that addiction don't worry don't listen to that. If, if, this, if this word of prophecy is not compelling you to repentance and, and building you up in your spirit, not in your flesh, not in your mind, not in your ego, but in your spirit building you up to love, to good works. All right, that, that's what you got to look for in this test of ministry to the people. And, and so to, to play off of that, what is the function then 
or the, um, the, the purpose of the ministry of a prophet. Well, a, a, a prophet who is serving well and serving correctly in their office is going to encourage you with a godly encouragement through a word of prophecy. A, a prophet who is operating correctly in the office of a prophet is going to speak revelation to you. A prophet's going to speak a word of warning to you. A, a prophet is going to speak a word of confirmation to you. Okay? And, and, and there's... There's a lot to that. I, I know it sounds somewhat remedial. I know it sounds, you know, well, that's what any ministry should do. Any ministry should encourage you and speak revelation and give warning and confirmation. I understand that. But the, the ministry of a prophet absolutely must. If, if, if a prophecy is tearing you down or causing you to obsess or to worry or is condemning you or discourage you, confuses you, frightens you, rushes you, it's not of God, okay? And anything that sounds like that is coming straight from the pit of hell. But if a word of prophecy encourages you, enlightens you, leads, convicts, and comforts, praise God, I can feel the Holy Ghost, and, and calms you, reassures you, and brings you to stillness. This is the power of the Holy Ghost. Alright? I want you to, I want you to um, um, take this into, into serious prayer. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're thinking right now, I wonder if I've ever been falsely prophesied over. I hope and pray that you did take the time to write down the prophecy which was spoken over you so that you can run it through these tests. And uh, if, if you're thinking right now, I wonder if I'm called to the ministry of a prophet. Because there was that one time that, that God used me then, then pray, seek God's heart, seek his voice, listen, still yourself and listen and, 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 and seek him to know. God, was that the spirit of prophecy? Are you using me in a gift or have you called me to this office? Okay? Um, and, and so that's, I, I think at this point now I've given you enough material um, to have gained some understanding and I want you to take the time. Um, we're going to go over a couple of scriptures here real quick uh, before we end. And, and I want you to study these scriptures on your own. You're going to recognize this first one for sure. Um, but I, I really want you studying these. I really want you um, coming head on to, to gather your understanding and... you'll realize more in lesson eight why I'm going to start with this scripture. 
So if you have your Bible, I'm going to ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to read together Ephesians 4 verses 11 through 16. And I'm going to read from the New King James. It's what I've got in front of me today. Um, and, and, and this is what it says. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And like I said, when we get to lesson eight, which is just a few weeks away, we're already just, uh, as of as of right now, we are halfway through this course. Um, but at, as we come to that final lesson, lesson eight, you're going to have a big time understanding of why we keep going back to that scripture. And I'll explain that more thoroughly when we do come to lesson eight. Um, the next scripture that I want to take you to is going to be in 1 Corinthians I'm going to have you turn to chapter 14, and we're going to read verse 3. And it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. All right? Um, and And then if you want to keep reading into verse 4, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Um, and, And you know what? Sometimes the gift of tongues and interpretation is used in prophecy, and that's where... Um, that that's where the rest of that passage runs to. But I want you to focus for now just on verse 3. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. That is... Um, that's, that's where we get the... the definition of a true prophet. It's not a false prophet if if he who speaks speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort. It is a false prophet if he who speaks speaks worry, condemnation, discouragement, and, 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 and frightening words. Okay? Uh, if you have any questions at all, regarding the ministry of a prophet, please do not hesitate to ask me. I am more than happy to help. 
if you need um, help seeking God's voice to gain further understanding to help you draw the lines between the spirit, the gift, and the office, um, please let me know. Again, more than happy to help you and and to uh, get you to that place of drawing those lines. We're going to close up with a word of prayer here tonight and um, we'll join back together next week to talk about the ministry of an evangelist. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you once more and I give you praise, honor, and glory for this word. I praise you, Lord God, that each one of these people has, has shown a desire to come back time and time again to listen and to learn. Lord God, not from me, but to learn from you. And so, Father, as as they take in these words, as they take their notes and put pen to paper, I pray, Lord God, that you would speak into their spirits even now. Lord, that, that you would show them what they need to see on an individual level regarding the ministry of a prophet, how you use those that you have called to prophesy, how you, Lord God, are the one who directs every true prophecy. So Lord, I thank you and I praise you. And I pray, Lord God, that you would keep my brothers and sisters safe and well until we come back together in one week. Thank you, Father. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. I will see you back here in one week to study the ministry of an evangelist. And just for playing safe, any questions, please let me know. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.